gonna say before it even comes out their mouth and you just wanna stab them in the neck with a pencil. You can't take the shit no more. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back cause I'm brown. And not the other color so police. Welcome back horror movie aficionados and confused Chris Rock fans to the Complete Guide to Horror Movie Podcast. In today's episode, we discuss Spiral, the 2021 spin-off and light sequel to the Saw franchise. Now, continuing on from the mixed reboot of Jigsaw, released in 2017, Chris Rock stars as a police detective investigating a series of copycat Jigsaw games directly targeting a corrupt police force. But why is this happening? And who is behind this? Look, lady, if I was you, I would just leap into the air as I'm preparing to do. First of all, have you seen Spiral? And if so, uh, what did you think? <laughs> okay, um, so interesting experience with Spiral. So the first time I watched it, about halfway through, fell asleep and then woke up <laughs> during the reveal. And so I was like, what the fuck? What was that? What am I just looking at? Why is Samuel L. Jackson a fucking robot? Very strange. So I went back and I watched the movie again. Ah, it's, I kind of put it in the same basket as Jigsaw, really. I mean, it's I mean, it's not an apprentice per se, but it's it's kind of a similar sort of deal, you know. Like they didn't really do a very good job. I kind of picked it up straight away as soon as they found the like shredded up fucking apparently his partner, although it ends up being his partner. Like, oh well, they didn't show any footage of him dying. That's a little sus. They showed everyone else dying. Why did they not show him literally being murdered? By the way, so that's an interesting take on the fact that this guy is literally killing people he's a murderer now it's got nothing to do with actually escaping in some of these situations <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's it's um so it's just kind of trailed off and just has a few pepperings of similarities between jigsaw and the saw movies the acting wasn't very good <laughs> um i mean chris chris rock doesn't does an all right job but like uh, you know the whole vibe was off it, it didn't feel like a saw movie at all and the ending was laughable I remember when the news first emerged that it was Chris Brock taking on the Soul franchise. I was so confused. I still am. I'm still mm. confused because I thought for sure, oh, he's going to turn this into a horror slash comedy hybrid. But even though I felt that's what he was trying to go for, A, it wasn't scary. B, it wasn't funny. Mm. There were mm. some parts where I'm like, uh oh. Like, oh, that was funny. That, co- that <laughs> comment about Pilates, I just found out Pilates doesn't even exist. That's the only good line in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got four quotes that I wrote down if you want to hear them that Chris Rock said <laughs> where I cringe. Oh, absolutely. So first one is, it's just stuff that I just kind of like, go, like, it's not funny. I don't know. Maybe someone finds it funny. So the first one is, some of you are mad I fucked your mother. So, anyway. um, yeah. what, what you talk about, Willis, which not really relevant anymore i've been staring at this shit for five hours i don't even watch porn for that long yeah yeah, that's a stupid line don't drain my battery watching twilight (laughs) who even like quotes twilight it was so like cringe that was oh yeah that reference is already a decade old yeah it's not even funny though it's just like i don't know i feel like he's put it in they've kind of like do the scene and add a quote in and he's like yeah sure and it's probably come from his like stand-up it just doesn't with this movie how was chris rock supposed to be the comedian in this movie but samuel l jackson he has a line where he slams the door on a reporter's face and he's like fuck you very much i did laugh at that i thought that's funny because he's not supposed to be this funny character he's just pissed off at being hounded so if they actually focused just a little bit more screen time on samuel l jackson it could have been like a good horror comedy hybrid but also have that touch of drama to it as 
for the story, I don't give a fuck about it. Mm. I'm not invested as to why, you know, police corruption is now the target for a Saw franchise. Like, I get that the main message of the entire Saw (laughs) franchise is, like, exposing some cops and, like, putting some cops, like, Regan Carey and Detective Matthews through tests. But now I... I just, I didn't care. It, I felt if they were going to do a police drama. It's a little drama, vague, a bit broad. If they were going to do a police drama, they should have done it all the way and maybe not call it a sore installment. Like, just yeah. call it Spiral. If it was just Spiral, yeah. I would have been fine with it. But now that they've added from the Book of Saw, I, <laughs> what mm. book? Yeah, it was also <laughs> a, uh, a box office thing because someone that's not maybe stupid and doesn't look into it, it's going to be like, what's spiral? Spiral, sorry, but when the word saw's in there, they're like, oh, it's saw, let's go see it. But I also don't think the audience is really overlapping that aspect because you've got Chris, yeah. the cross, what the fuck, Chris Rock fans who are, let's face it, like a bit older now. They mostly watched Chris Rock in like the early 2000s when he had that TV show when he was doing stand up in the late 90s. But Saw fans are generally our age. So they're mm. like the new wave of horror, like splatter fans, you know, grew up watching Saw every Halloween during like high school or college or whatnot. I'm still confused as to why he was the main character. Some of the faces he pulls in this movie just irk me for some reason. Like he'll be walking through a tunnel and he'll just be like, eh, eh. and I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, that's, yeah. I don't believe that you're in actual danger. Exactly. <laughs> but I was just thinking about this then, Coop, when you said that you fell asleep and you woke up during the reveal, I felt like they could have just done the movie like that and it would have been like a very quick, you know, 20 minute, half an hour TV show episode and it would still be yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I think I preferred this to Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw's shit. Like the opening scene was all right, I guess, where it was sort of like, you know, the guy running through the fair and running into the tunnel. That was kind of like promising. I'm like, where's this going? And then, but the one thing I found with this movie was that the traps were very violent. And I know it sounds stupid coming from a like saw perspective, but I just found everything was kind of like really violent the way that you would win, like cut your tongue off, pull your fingertips off or get electrocuted. Like everything just sounded more, I don't know, just sounded like the consequences were worse than I've seen in other movies. I don't know. Just, Literally disable yourself was one yeah. with, that, with that cop. Yeah. Sever the neck or something. And I'm like, yeah, she, I, yeah. I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, does she even know how to, like, I wouldn't even know how to do that if I wasn't like, put my head back and just. There's yeah. so much room for error. You just, yeah. yeah. That was pretty like full on. I thought that was a bit, well, what was it when I had the tongue, the fingertip, the skinning alive trap? I don't know what it was. It was just skinning alive. That wasn't alive. a trap. That was just, that was literally murder. That was just yeah. literal murder at that point. Um, and then the the glass and the guy's back, that trap near the end. I didn't mind that. It's where mm, the the fans, mm, you know, when the right. bubbles are falling and they shoot them all out. I actually didn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was creative with these traps, with the exception of the opening scene with the train, like the blood looked like blood, which is a far cry from Soul 3D. But yeah. I do remember thinking like, oh shit, how did they get this past like the ratings board? They would have had to have done a lot more cuts, especially when you see like the tongue hanging off and things like that. But I do mm. think they were in two months about it. They were like, let's make this these traps as violent and as horrifying as possible. But then it felt like they were also worrying about the criticism from some of the other movies where the traps were unwinnable. But yep. they could have played into that angle and been like, well, 
we made these traps unwinnable because we hate these cops and we wanted them to suffer. Like they could definitely run with that mentality, but I just don't think it was done far enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like in the sense of make these cops the most unlikable people or on the opposite side, make them a bit more well-written so it shows that, you know, maybe they're just terrible cops, but they happen to like really care about their family, like play into that subversive trope so that Mm. you do care for these characters who are going to die. Just a little bit of trivia, there was a trap that was filmed and wasn't used in this movie. It was along the lines of the same skinning trap, but instead, I still don't know how this is supposed to tie in or whatnot, but one of the cops would have had to have cut their face off. There's no other explanation apart from they had to cut their face off to survive, but it's never explained what the danger was in that present moment, like if they were submerged in a bathtub of water with the electrical coils, like that finger one. But Mm. I don't know what went wrong with this movie. I felt like it was kind of doomed from the beginning and they shouldn't have done a side story like this. Mm. I think the other issue with this film, which no one we haven't mentioned yet, is even it's the little things it's the again the biggest issue was the whole the boys thing it was like how long do truck do rather than like <laughs> the, like that was just like it's amateur like this is like a b-grade movie if i hear that like it's just on my ten thousand dollar budget that's what i expect that voice to be in but not this movie and then this whole thing about this puppet like the actual puppets now rather than like billy the puppet yeah that was silly it was in the trailer as well the whole how long do truck do and i remember reading all the comments on youtube and everyone's just sort of saying like if this is like the voice. This is like, you know, it's a piece of shit already. But I don't know why they went down that route. Like it just dumbed down the whole experience as a movie. Like even in the opening trap, it looked like it set up well. It's like, okay, subway scene. Okay, what's going to happen here? His tongue's lodged in a trap. Okay. And then the screen comes on and then that thing starts talking. And I'm just like, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> like if I was in an alleyway and someone approached me with that voice, I don't think I would be scared. I think you I would probably yourself. laugh there. Whereas if I heard the actual traditional voice and like, I love detective. I think I'd be like, okay, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> I've always imagined if the scary movie series were going to do like a sixth installment that would make it fun of Spiral, someone would press yeah. like play on the tape and it's just like RuPaul being like, she done already done hand hers. Or like it'd be something <laughs> to make fun of just like how fucking stupid that voice is. I can't actually find anything online as to why the writers or producers or whoever was involved in making that key decision chose that specific voice because mm. A, it's clearly a male voice no matter how yeah. much audio warping you try to do. But then as well, just it wasn't threatening at all. It was like Google Maps. I think it's, it's a... Um, <laughs> I think it's a thing because I thought that Spiral was sort of a derivative of the actual series and if it does pick up sequels, that'll probably be the, vo- be the voice for it. So maybe they wanted to kind of change it up and separate themselves from the original Saw series. But I don't know. You can't really take it seriously when you hear it. And the other thing I was yeah. going to make mention as well, there is a scene where Samuel L. Jackson's with the gun. He's walking... I forget where he is. He's walking to the warehouse or something. And he's like, I'm not playing games. Motherfuckers, Motherfucker. and I was waiting for my whole snake from the plane quote to come in at that point. Yeah, 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 same. So I was like, they got to put it, they got to put it in here. But I mean, he, he dropped a motherfucker. That's all you can hope yeah. for. Was anyone else a bit confused by the church scene where it turned out to be an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting? I thought that whole thing was supposed to be like in Saw 3D, how they had the survivor group yeah. talk about things. I thought that was going, but I saw it in the trailer. And then when it was coming in the movie, I thought this is going to be the scene that ties the main seven installments, excluding mm. Jigsaw, 
to yeah. this new movie. Maybe it was going to be the relatives of victims who had died in Sword Trap. So maybe we'll get to see Amanda's girlfriend or Amanda's secret daughter or like, you know, some bullshit that's going to completely yeah. shock people. Yeah. But then it was just like, no, I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. I killed someone and I'm about to be killed. Mm. It didn't add to the story. It didn't add to the humanity of these characters. It felt very, oh, we need something to fill up this space of time let's throw in a church scene in the movie i guess like the only person who i actually sort of did didn't mind was that female boss detective the one that ended up getting the wax on the face with the seven mm. neck that lady yeah, yeah i actually didn't mind mm. her in the film i felt she kind Good of character. moved the film along a bit and she i think she seemed right for the role but everyone else is kind of a filler again who's the main guy that ends up doing it what's his name Max in the film something uh, it's just him from the start it's just underwhelming and it's obviously like it's clear that it's him like they haven't done a good job at it and then at the end anyway like the reveal is so crap like it's Chris Rock walking up into the warehouse oh. you can tell from a distance it's the guy like they don't even build it up at yeah. that point like it's uh it's revealed too early. They could have done it so yeah, much not better. To, not to mention, like, he did shoot the thing instead of shooting him. So why did his dad still die? It didn't really, like, yeah. the end was kind of silly. What was the message? Was the message yeah, supposed yeah, to be exa- that? Exactly. Cops cops ruin everything. I mean, yeah, obviously, ACAB, but, like, still, <laughs> make it good in the story. There's that ending I still struggled to understand. Like, I thought maybe something's going to happen where he hits a target, so that means he did the right thing. And then the dad was going to be saved, but then the whole twist of, oh, no, the cops are trained to kill whatever because they're insecure. Like, I liked Mm. that angle, but I wish that was expressed more by maybe Chris Rock making the wrong decision or something. Yeah, Yeah, but but he he didn't make the wrong decision. So it was just like, it was just the the cops came in, the thing activated and boom. Okay. Chris Rock is now screaming and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And Sorry, it's not even was... screaming at that point. It's shit acting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just a side note, too, about the uh, cop character that gets a wax on her face. So I love the actress, Marisol Nichols. She's in Vegas Vacation. She plays the daughter, Audrey. She's also Hermione Lodge on Riverdale, which, Jesus yeah. Christ, Riverdale is in its sixth season somehow. It is the dumbest fucking TV show, and I will bring this up at least once per episode of this podcast. (laughs) But in the TV show, she plays, like, the mob boss's wife, Hermione. So every time she came on screen, I was like, it's her. She's the killer because she plays, like, this unsuspecting, somewhat femme fatale in the TV show. And in Riverdale as well, her husband, Hiram Lodge, is the mob boss, so he kills people secretly. He does a lot of shit around town. I was expecting the character of Hiram Lodge to come into Spiral and be like, haha, I killed all these people because of Archie and Betty and Riverdale. <laughs> like, full was expecting that. And then when it turned out she died, I was like, ah, I was mm. kind of hoping she was like the villain. Like, I was hoping mm. as like the chief of police, she was just trying to rid the police force of like shit workers or shit cops or whatnot to yeah. bring in like a new wave of like good cops. But it kind of felt like her character was wasted. And just yeah. thinking about this now, they could have mm-hmm. easily done like a switcheroo reveal where because the, what's her name? Angie in the movie? Yeah. Detective Angie. Yeah. Like she. Detective Angel. Because she has such long black hair, they could yeah. have easily done something where Chris Rock walks into the warehouse. Instead of seeing just Max as he is with the short hair, the male builds. If they gave him a robe, if they gave him the pink mask, because with the pink mask, it has long black hair. 
When you yeah. first see that, you could have been like, oh, it's Detective Angie, and then takes the mm-hmm. mask off and then it's him. It would have been a bit more of a surprise, so you're like yeah. at least fooled mm-hmm. once before the actual reveal. But when yeah. I saw it was him, it felt like, ah, oh, oh, it's you. I do worry that Spiral was kind of the nail in the coffin for the Saw franchise. And just to give some more information too, there are talks of the proposed Saw 10 installment, but unfortunately written by the same team of uh, Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, allegedly it's supposed to take place between Saw 2 and Saw 3. So it might explore the origins of Billy the Puppet, although I don't care for the puppet. Like that's not going to be the sole reason. (laughs) Or actually any of the reasons why I go watch a Saw movie. I'm going to go watch a Saw movie because I want to see some traps. I want to see a continuation of the complex story, like the whole mythology behind the franchise. But then as well, I don't know how they will market like a sidequel. Because as we've seen before, sidequel movies like The Grudge remake that was released in 2020 just doesn't work. So unless they give it a significantly lower budget, and by lower budget, I mean something like $5 million, I don't see how a movie installment will work in future. So maybe Netflix TV show or Paramount Plus or... I think they've shot themselves in the foot because you've pretty much got the seven original films in the franchise, then you've got a sequel called Jigsaw, which, well, not sequel, it's just kind of like a spin-off, and then you've got another spin-off, and it's sort of... Yep. Like, what yep. you hear? like, are you going to do a, I don't know, I feel like they should, if they're going to do another one, just call it Saw 8. <laughs> mm. But I don't know, maybe it's that sort of thing where they just need to close the door on it and maybe just sort of go, okay, well, we've had fun. Maybe we need to put it to bed because it just starts like, you know, these sequels just start to dilute what we liked about Saw's franchise, especially like when you got to like six that was like one of the, like the last of the best movies in this franchise and then seven came out. So it's like Seven and then Jigsaw, then Spiral. They've just been three crap, technically sequels, mm. and they're not getting any better. Like I don't know, yeah, what they can do from here. And I think, like the original guys, what's name Lee Wanell and um, James Wan. I think they don't really want to be associated with yeah, those. Yeah, and I think they've got their own shit going on. I mean, it wasn't it. Uh, it was Lee Wanell that just brought out that uh, Invisible Man movie. Yeah, that was actually pretty decent. I feel like they don't really want to be associated. Probably Maybe not. not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I'd I reckon they should leave it at least another seven years, <laughs> mm. and then if they don't have any good ideas by then, maybe another seven years, and so on and so forth, until they come up with something that is actually worth my time. Because Jigsaw isn't, Spiral wasn't, and I'm not I mean, not not feeling positive about the future if if it continues no. going in that direction. And wasn't towards the end of the Saw original franchise anyway, so I'm like fucking completely burnt out on this shit. Oh boy, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. Thanks, BP and Coop, for joining me. In our next episode, we discuss Hostel, the 2005 torture porn splatter film by Eli Roth that explores what happens when annoying douchebag, yuppie, yankee, danky Americans get exactly what's coming to them. If you love this episode, feel free to subscribe, like, comment, yada, yada, yada. If you hated this episode, I hope you get punched in the throat. Bye, gangsters. I just want to break the rules. Yeah.